And I went to court at one point and I had to put, I put a Band-Aid around it because I'm a coward. Like I should have just let it be like, yeah, I have a finger tattoo. But I was so worried in court that they'd be like, people with finger tattoos are dirty weirdos. And so I, I hit it with a Band-Aid like a coward. We should get some tiny glasses so we can have like a tiny toast. When oh, we're tiny done. wine, tiny and toast. And then I have it, a whole setup with like a little tablecloth. I'll start making little tablecloths and we can set the table with all of our dishes and have like a little glass of. Oh, I'm going to talk at Isabella. I'm going to get all of her old Grape stuff. juice that looks like wine because there's no drinking what's here the, at the station. Yeah, what, right. What's the tiniest, what's the tiniest, uh, what's the tiniest tasty recipe that you've ever had? <sighs> I would, I would say that, so that. It depends what you mean by tiny. Like tiny is in number of ingredients. Yes, number of ingredients. Um, I'm a big fan of making souffles because it's mostly technique and it's very few ingredients. It's eggs, uh, sugar, a little bit of flour, uh, and then whatever else that you want. It like I like to add some Grand Marnier and some, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the um, rind, the yeah, orange rind. So. Five ingredients, uh, maybe six, maybe a little salt, and then it's just about technique. So tiny soup. I, I got a good tiny recipe. It's just chickpeas, black pepper, and a little lemon squeezed. It makes a great soup. Brilliant. Yeah, you just have to simmer it for a long, long time. So mine. We haven't made any tiny soups yet. That's a great idea. We can have one garbanzo bean, maybe two. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. And it, and we have the tiniest grater, so we could do like a lemon. We can zest, do a little lemon zest on the as a garnish. That's a great idea. You're hired for our tiny kitchen. It doesn't pay anything, but you get the tiniest amount of glory. Uh, we we bring we spark tiny joy into tiny hearts and big big joy into big hearts. Tiny Glory. Uh, I remember that band. I was actually at their first concert. Tiny Glory. I, it sucks that they broke up. Is it a tiny tattoo? I don't know. Okay, so Tiny Glory is just a name of something. It's, that sounds like a, maybe a name for a penis. Tiny, <laughs> tiny Glory. And I just and you were talking about tattoos earlier, and I, I always thought the best idea for a dick tattoo would be the Latin phrase amor fati, which just means love your fate. Oh. So... Tiny Glory, isn't that the first album of business dicks? No, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be the last one. <laughs> it's going to be the last one. <laughs> I, always, uh, I always wanted to be in a band. I wanted to... I got to sing... Um, I got to pretend that I was in a tiny band. I don't know if you've ever done um, live band karaoke. I love that. I've done it at El Rio. It's so good. It's the only time I've done it. It's amazing. Live band karaoke is... The biz. I've done it in New York uh, at a place called Arlene's Grocery, and they've done it a couple times at Amnesia before it was sold and then resold. Um, I've never done it at El Rio, but I heard here they have. Well, everything gr is great at El Rio. Whenever they come back, please uh, frequent that beautiful establishment. But when you you feel like a tiny rock star when. And they follow you, like they know the song enough they that even totally when you mess do. up, they make you sound good. So good. That's why I had this idea for camping, like maybe pulling off just camping or at a Burning Man or a Rainbow Gathering event, where everyone who knows all these cover songs get together and they start playing songs that like most people know and you have a drunken karaoke where like everyone has some drinks so they don't care what they sound like and just everyone sings Wonderwall together. Or everyone sings Wagon Wheel, even though you hate that song, you're like, fuck it, we're all drunk singing it together. Exactly. 
We got some nachos frying. I think this might be the last dish that we this have. This might be the last. I'm going to take. It's they're almost picture. done, and then we're going to make another little nacho plate. Uh, for Maybe we'll leave it for the vegetarians this time. <laughs> We've got all Just the little tiny meats. So my tiny recipe is for pancakes, which I make regularly. It only has three ingredients. It has the juice of one, uh, the juice of one tin of garbanzo beans, flour, and oat milk, and that's it. The most. Are wow, those even pancakes? That sounds like something way more delicious. So amazing, like so amazing. Oat milk is like this thing that I've just discovered, and now I'm like, where was this my whole life? I've been using oat it's flour. In Scotland. For- is it from so I've been using oat flour forever in that um, this is a strange story I used to um, when I was I would expect nothing less yeah thank you uh, when I was uh, in high school I I've always enjoyed I don't know I have a cookie tattoo back to the tattoos I have a cookie tattoo on my shoulder I've always enjoyed making cookies I've always enjoyed Mrs. Fields I've always been a cookie maker it's just a thing so in in high school I actually would wake up at night I'd make a big batch of cookies and then in the morning I'd wake up super early and I'd bake these fresh cookies and I'd bring them to school and I'd sell them at break in class and so I would use this Mrs. Fields recipe that I kind of found and doctored together and the trick to it is that you take the oatmeal and you turn it into oatmeal flour and you use half oatmeal flour and half regular flour and the purpose behind this is that oatmeal flour is gluten-free so you can add it to your dough early and get it all really mixed in there and not worry about creating any gluten and having like a weird chewiness in your cookie and then you just fold in your flour after because you really don't want to you don't want to activate that gluten at all in a cookie you just want it to be like it's like when you make a pie crust you just you want to touch it as little as possible because the more you touch it the weirder it gets so, but with the oatmeal flour, you can really fuck with it. You can like mix it around and get it all going and put even put your chocolate chips in when that's in and then fold in your flour and do your cookies. So I was using oat flour like, you know, in 91. But I didn't figure out this oat milk thing until like six months ago. So, so that's the, oh, so the end of that story is that I got in trouble at school for selling cookies. They brought me, they brought me into the principal's office and they sat me down and the principal was like although I appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit and your ability to make these cookies you're taking business away from the cafeteria and we need that money and you can't do this anymore and I was like are you fucking you're fucking kidding me right it's yeah, so but the thing was we didn't have like a at our school because it, it was Richie Pants, but they didn't it was so Richie Pants that they didn't have any like home ec because you know why would why would they want to teach anybody how to do that? We're all going to college, we don't need actual life skills. Someone'll you know, whatever. So I was I was the, if you, why didn't they task me and be like, hey, why don't you teach a class on like why, why not take the talent and turn it into something? Instead Make a of, club, a baking club. Yeah, instead of scolding me and yeah. being like, you're a bad a, person, you're in trouble. I had a similar like entrepreneurial mindset as a child, and gel pins were really big. So I had a bunch of gel pins, and what I would do is I came up with these little tattoos people could get, and I would draw on them these little designs. And then other artists would be like, I want to be a part of your business. And we would charge people like whatever they wanted, like five cents a dime to do these little tattoos. And then a teacher came up and was like, let me see those tattoos. Let me see your gel pins. I was like, okay. And then she took them. She wasn't even a teacher. She was just like kind of like an assistant for the 
recess or some shit. She's like, you can't do this. You can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to see you doing it. And I'm like, I'm trying, just trying to make some money. Like, the kids love it. Like, I love it. I switched, school. I switched schools and I tried it again. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm in a new school. They haven't told me no yet here. I even had employees that would give me a percentage of what they made. But I think that's a little less innocent than cookies. Uh, you know. But gel pen tattoos, that's where it's at. I love cookies. I, I don't know. Yeah, so making, making oat milk is the easiest thing on the planet. I did that during my quarantine when I got back here and I ran out of milk and there was nobody to go run for me. So oat milk, it's just oats and water. You just It's ridiculous. One quarter, a quarter the amount of, so one, one, to, five, one to four of oats to water. Leave it in the fridge overnight. Blend it in the morning and you can either drink it straight away so you bit slimy or you can uh, put it through a cheese bag or a t-shirt because I only had a t-shirt just put it through a t-shirt don't use the armpit unless, <laughs> unless you want a slimy armpit when you put the t-shirt on later because you're not going to just wash it because you just strain some oat milk through it yeah, you're going to wear it you know you're going to wear it it's a clean t-shirt <laughs> it's got one oat milk stain on it and it might give you some street cred as well but anyway it's for one pint one pint of oat milk so easy. I actually did the wrong measurements and I made four liters accidentally because I'm not very good at reading instructions. <laughs> so I, I did a pint and a half of oats and then made the water up. With oh, that. you had a lot. I had this huge pan of oat milk. It only took me two weeks to drink it. Coffee party. It's the best in coffee. I think it's the totally. best. I have it every morning. Like substitute for it, it. It makes it so creamy. It's like. This is the other, here's the other weird trick. This is a thing the vegans taught me. And I was like, vegans, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's fine, vegan. it's fine. I, you know what? Whatever choices people make, it's totally great, and I support it, and I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm not going to do it. But I learned that if you can't use eggs and you have to use a recipe, you take flaxseed and you put it in the, you put a little water and you zhum zhum it up, and it becomes this like eggy, viscousy weirdness that totally works as an egg substitute. I've done it in banana bread, I've done it in like applesauce bread and cookies and all kinds of things. And it's unbelievable. It like becomes a protein and makes things stick together. It's rad. Yeah, you so can also use applesauce and of eggs for some cake recipes. So I was thinking about the thing that you said about oat milk. I know somebody who is a meat eater but he runs like a free food kitchen where it's always vegan soup and he uses oat milk like he makes it he puts it in his to make it taste like meat and he does the same meaty flavor so you taste like you're getting a stew but that's like his secret i'm not supposed to tell people but you guys look honest yeah <laughs> we'll have we'll have forgotten this in twenty minutes. You, Andrew, thanks for yay. reading your poetry and eating our tiny taco good luck in on your on your real motorcycle. He says he'll eat my tiny taco any day. Oh, That's so sweet. That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. We're, well, come back next week for tinier other things. Yes. We'll have to do some tiny wieners sometime on yeah. the tiny grill. Oh, well, that, that's even easier because we just, you know, we can stick them. It's just a matter of having tiny meat and maybe putting and it on making tiny the, buns. Oh, that's got to be. So we'll have to do something else, too, on the side, like maybe uh, some french fries. We'll figure it out. We're going to get some more tiny utensils and tiny things. I think this was very successful today, though. Yeah, we have four, uh, four whole, different dishes. Four different dishes of different kinds. There's yeah. even a vegetarian dish. Even a vegetarian dish. Yep. 
We we've have got, a, we've got actual. It looks like a loaded tostada. Here. We have a loaded quesadilla, loaded nachos, and just some regular nachos for the for the vegetarian for the that's going to come through. Yeah. Well, cool. This was a super fun tiny kitchen. I think I should get a tiny taste, tiny podcast, to tell the viewers what it's like trying the tiny nachos. Just tiny be sick of it. Yeah, it tastes like tiny nachos. Tastes like tiny nachos. Definitely take tastes a- like small amounts of. Cold food because tiny kids t- tiny tiny foods cool off faster, mm. so it's perfect it if any tiny children need to come by. This is a good quesadilla. I got the little cilantro. There's a little sour cream on it. There's a little bit of the tiny cheese string. Mm. You know, you see like melty goodness. I, I do. Someone on the internet today said that we should get a mouse and feed it, and I would like to have a tiny hamster. Yeah, if anyone wants to bring their tiny rodent here to try tiny foods, we're open to that. But you got to take it with you. We don't. No, I don't want, want it. To we stay don't want here. it to stay the state. We don't want mice in the station. But if your pet mouse wants to visit the station to eat tiny foods, ah, I just the tiny little fingers and the tiny. I love them. I would love. Bye, Andrew Rose. Here goes Andrew Rose. I wish that I could bring in a raccoon. There's some raccoons that live in this neighborhood. And one night, and I've been scolded for this, but I had an extra croissant, and I met um, a, I met a raccoon on the street here on uh, 21st Street. And so I got really low and really quiet, and I sort of tried to befriend this um, raccoon. And so I took tiny pieces of the croissant, or the croissant, and I held it out. And it was taking them from my hand. And I felt its tiny claws on my tiny fingers. And it was one of the most magical Raccoons moments. Raccoons wash their hands, so it's not that bad. It's not. But people were like, you, you're you an insane person. They carry disease. This was a nice raccoon. It didn't, it didn't at all scare me in any way. Raccoons are really good about washing up. They wash their hands. Do you know the difference between a man and a raccoon? Did you know that a raccoon can actually clean its own penis? <laughs> I got. I'm gonna try this tiny tostada here. Tiny tostada. Do they? Can you imagine? I can. So now, now in my head, all I can See think of is the crunch. A, a tiny raccoon with jerking off, like a tiny little opposable thumb. This is a. Pro, I'm a problem. I'm a. I'm. A, my wow, brain is a problem. Wow, that was a delicious tiny portion. There it is, tiny foods. I think we're gonna lose weight making this show. Yeah, you know, other cooking shows people gain weight. I think this is the one. We're controlling our portions. Exactly. This, these are tiny, tiny, tiny portions. They're <laughs> very small portions. Uh, well, this has been today's tiny kitchen, and uh, it was really great to have Machine in the house to run the board. Uh, he's also training for his new show, Mornings with Machine, on Mondays from 8 to 10 a.m. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Morning programming here at Mutiny Radio. So excited about that. Stay tuned. You can always donate uh, Mutiny Radio on Venmo if you'd like to give money. Uh, or you can just come by and donate some tiny, tiny foods. <laughs> Bring us the rest of your sandwich and we'll do something with it. A tiny, tiny cutthroat kitchen. Tiny utensils. <laughs> this would actually be good for cutthroat kitchen if they're like, you can only cook on this tiny stove. <laughs> And you have to make. Now I'm going crazy. Uh, well, cool. We'll see uh, what other music we're going to play. I think this if afternoon. you did Cutthroat Kitchen and you did use the tiny stuff because they can't taste it anyway, you might just win for creativity. Yeah. If you use all the ingredients that you're supposed to and then you did it a tiny amount, like I would, I would make, I would vote for you. As winner, of I, that so, someday I want to. So this is the last thing I'll talk about with this. Stuff. I was tried to get vendors to do this with counter offer last 
June and I actually made the whole business proposition and I sent it to them and I was like, we need to do Iron Chef at Counter Offer on a Sunday night when things are dead and we have the Counter Offer team of two like fight, quote unquote, another restaurant and we have and we have three like celebrity guests and everybody gets to eat and we have no idea what we're going to cook with and we're in the kitchen and I was like, it'll bring in business, it'll be fun, we can film it. We can have everyone who would be excited about that, like live. Oh, we forgot to talk about the tiny fudge. We should have added the tiny fudge for the tiny display at the end. Yeah. It's fine, though. We know now that everyone knows the tiny fudge did exist. Yeah. So I, I, I made some tiny peanut butter pot fudge, just tiny little itty bitties uh, for dessert. And, and I, I mean, I would just love if anyone ever brought in their tiny animal and they were okay with them eating a tiny piece of pot food. <laughs> I just want to see. I just we're we're see. all about animal cruelty here, as long as it's entertaining. Well, no, but it's not animal cruelty. If they, I mean, if they have, if they don't have an endocannabinoid system, nothing's going to happen. If they do have an endocannabinoid system, then clearly they were meant for cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. I love that word. Cool. All right. Well, uh, this has been Tiny Kitchen. We'll be back another time. Thanks again to Machine, and. Uh, Control your lives, everybody, with tiny, tiny things. Just start tiny steps. If you feel out of control, just make yourself a list that says, like, brush teeth, brush hair, take shower, wash dishes. And then when you do those tiny things in your life, just cross them out. And you'll just feel a tiny bit of accomplishment. And it'll make you feel a tiny bit of control in the life that might seem out of control right now. So, yay. Thank been, you, Pam Tastic and Rachel, Rachel, for the tiny telephone... No, not tiny telephone, tiny, <laughs> tiny tot kitchen. I had something it's on. It's small talk, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that all worked out just nicely. We got an hour in there. Lovely. I'm not sure if that's playing there in the background. It is. Yeah, we'll just put a bit of um, ambient stuff. We're going to have a wee break here. Um, and then we'll be taking your call-ins tomorrow morning about mosh pits. If our first topic for Monday mornings... Monday and Monday morning. Monday morning mosh. We're going to do, talk about mosh pits because they're probably going to be outlawed as of. Yeah, I think mosh wow. pits are going to be no longer, and I'm so glad to have been in every single one on the planet ever. So we'll be talking about mosh pits tomorrow. I'm so excited for your show tomorrow because I have a story about being in a mosh pit, not at Coachella, it was in Indio, but not Coachella, Excellent. in 1990 with Pearl Jam. Let's do that tomorrow. And I'll tell you that story. It is it is a fun, oh boy. Oh. Nice one. I'm glad about it because I, I was thinking of actually doing two, two four-hour segments because I have so many stories about mosh pits. <laughs> But that's great. So we'll see you tomorrow, but we're going to have a wee break here. Uh, just to take the mics off and put the abnormal music on here, which is just going to be coming to your ears in uh, your way. goes to your auditory canal. Take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Thousands of people.
people get infected and start dying in the streets. But before they die, parasites eat their brains. And they, so they storm the hospitals looking for treatment. And the hospitals can't handle all the emergencies. So the infected people start strangling the doctors and stripping off their clothing and lighting it on fire in a big pile in front of the hospital. And the flames drive them even crazier. So they start stabbing social workers and garbage men. And then they light the buildings on fire. And a huge wind comes along. And the entire city begins to burn. And then the people who aren't infected yet, the well people, they get pissed off and they start beheading and burning at the stake all of the sick people and breaking into their homes and trying on their underwear. Then everybody takes LSD and gets drunk, smokes PCP and crack, and they go completely out of their fucking minds and they start defecating in the public library. And they march on City Hall and start butt-fucking each other in front of the statue of Samuel Gompers. And at this point, it appears that pretty soon things are going to get out of control. So everybody panics and tries to leave the city at the same time, and they trample each other to death on the highway by the thousands, and their corpses are eaten by wild dogs. And the wild dogs chase the rest of the people down the highway, and they pick off the slow ones and the old ones one by one because they're in the fucking fast lane. And the people, the lucky ones who managed to get all the way out of town, realize when they get there that big sparks from the city have lit the suburbs on fire and the suburbs burn out of control. And thousands of identical homes have identical fires with identical smoke, killing all the soccer moms and guys named Todd. And the, the suburbs light the farmlands on fire, and the farms burn intensely at 400 degrees, creating millions of baked potatoes. And as the farms burn, the farmhouses and the barns begin to explode from all the hidden methamphetamine labs inside them. And the meth chemicals run down the hill into the streams and rivers where the wild animals drink the water and get completely geeked on speed. And as a result, bears and wolves and cranks start roaming around the countryside looking for people to eat, even though they're not really hungry. And the fire spreads to the forest, and the forest burn intensely. And hundreds of trolls and elves and fairies come running out of the woods, screaming, Bambi is dead, Bambi is dead. And he is, he is. Finally, the fucking fruity little Bambi is dead. And now hundreds of regional fires come together into one huge interstate firestorm. And all 12 of the western United States are burning out of control, except Utah, where the Mormons don't allow fire. And as the firestorm reaches the Midwest, fierce 200 mile an hour winds push it across the Great Plains, toasting the wheat, cooking the cattle, and producing a strange hamburger smell. And now the fires leap the Mississippi and race through the South, destroying trailer parks and killing millions of inbred people. And finally, now the fires turn northeast and head for Washington, D.C., where George Bush can't decide if it's an emergency or not. So the fire goes to Philadelphia, but it's a weekend and Philadelphia is closed. So it goes to New York City and the people of New York tell the fire to go fuck itself. And they do, so instead the fire completely burns down Connecticut and Long Island, killing all the rich white assholes and destroying their evil faggoty golf courses. And while all this is going on, Canada burns to the ground, but nobody notices it. 
and finally the entire North American continent is on fire, producing a huge thermal updraft and creating an incendiary cyclonic macrosystem, a hemispheric megastorm that breaks down the molecular structure of the atmosphere and changes the laws of nature. Fire and water combine, burning clouds of flaming rain fall upwards, gamma rays and solar winds ignite the ionosphere, creating enormous clouds of ionized plasma, lightning bolts 10 million miles long start shooting out of the North Pole and the moon explodes and outer space begins to vibrate and twist and suddenly the entire fabric of space-time splits in two. A huge crack in the universe opens and all the dead people from the past begin falling through. Babe Ruth, Tiny Tim, Groucho Marx, Davy Crockett, Hitler, Alan Ludden, Janis Joplin, your Uncle Dave, my Uncle Dave, everybody's Uncle Dave. An endless stream of dead Uncle Dave's falling through the crack, and all the Uncle Dave's gather around a huge heavenly kitchen table and light up cigarettes and start talking. They talk about how they never got a break, how their parents didn't love them, how they just missed out on a big job, how ungrateful their children were, and how the government screwed them out of money. They say the Jews own everything and the blacks get special treatment. And all of the hatred and bitterness drips out of them, a big pool of liquid hate, and the pool begins to spin. The hate pool spins round and round, faster and faster, and it begins to expand at a rapid rate, bigger and bigger, until the pool of hate is bigger than the original universe, and suddenly it explodes into millions of tiny stars, and each star has a million planets, and each planet has a million Uncle Daves, and all the Uncle Daves have good jobs, perfect eyesight, and brand new underwear. They all have shoes that fit perfectly, good medical plans, they all like their neighbors, and their favorite teams win the World Series every year, and none of them has a hat cough and each week without fail every one of the Uncle Dave's wins the lottery every week forever and ever until the end of time Uncle Dave has a winning ticket and Uncle Dave is finally
Mutiny Radio.
Steal and borrow and pawn my clothes and shoes to keep you. 
you happy, baby. Happy the whole year through. Cause I want plenty loving from nobody else but you. Sweet and pretty, I'll buy you a big brass bed. If I catch you cheating, I'll fill you full of love. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year to you. Well, I want plenty loving from nobody else but you.
I'm more man than you'll ever be and more woman than you'll ever know. Second of all, technically I know I can't you because you're still a man. But if you lay one finger on me, I'll give you such a fight, you wish to God you stayed home today. In other words, my name is pain, I will inflict. Now, do you really want to fuck with me? See, I don't know whether you know this, right? But like, I, I was a major jazz fan. Man. I used to play, I used to play horn. I was playing both sax and trumpet. And my fucking record collection, man, I had Cannonball Adderley. I had Miles and Prez, you know? See, jazz at that time, man, was like so a part of me, you know? But like, uh, can't touch it anymore, you know what I'm saying? Anthony, uh, when you talk about music, your face becomes beautiful. She, she said that to me, Lenny. And she also called me a pain in the ass. <laughs> but she said, I become beautiful. Lenny, all of a sudden, I don't play. I don't want nobody to hear this, right? All of a sudden, Lenny's sitting there talking about all these people that are like the jazz. I felt like crying. Cause I'm not gonna be able to touch it again. And nobody ever saw that in me before, you know, nobody. Fucking good to hold it. Then I put it to my mouth. And with every note, I can taste, feel, Diane. See, she's all over this fucking horn.
Remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was alright because the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater, set to film. We saw Elm Street, and man, it was death. And everything seemed alright when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, began the nightmare, but on my street. 
didn't stop the 1230. It had melted and was so darn hot. And I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice so I coke. Flipped the TV off and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers and screamed so long, cuz. Got halfway up the block, I calmed down and stopped screaming. Then thought, oh, I get it, I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with a grin on my grill. I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill. I walked in the house, the big, bad, fresh prince. But Freddy killed all that noise real quick. He grabbed me by my neck and said, Here's what we'll do. We got a lot of work here, me and you. The souls of your friends, you and I will play. I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. Words, and then I darted upstairs, crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pull the covers up over my head, said, oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, threw the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street.
money papers we all know He lives way back a long time ago He don't eat nothing but a bearcat stew Well, this cat's name is Wa-Ali-Oo Got a chauffeur that's a genuine dinosaur And he can knuckle your head before you count too far He got a big ugly club and a head full of how Like great big lions and grizzly bears The toughest man there is alive Wearing clothes from a wildcat's hide He's the king of the jungle jive Look at that caveman go Right through the jungle Tearing limbs off of trees Knocking great big monsters Dead on their knees Cats don't bug him cause they know better Cause he's a mean motor scooter and a bad go-getter He's the toughest man there is alive Wears clothes from a wildcat's hide He's the king of the jungle jive Look at that king That caveman go. He show is hip, ain't he? Like what's happening? He's too much. Right, daddy. Right. I your Monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula and his son. 
scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Rex's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Drax's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, you can mash. And you can monster mash.
seen us on TV, you read about us in the magazines, and you hear us on the radio. But right now, you're gonna see and hear Blondie. Then they grew. Live! And now daddies are men. Men with children, busy with children, and things that they do. There are a lot of things a lot of daddies can do. Some daddies are writers, or grocery sellers, or painters, or welders, or funny joke tellers. Some daddies play cello, or sail on the sea. Yes, daddies can be almost anything they want to be. They can't be grandmas, or mommies. Parents are people. People with children. When parents were little, they used to be kids like all of you. But then they grew. And now parents are grown-ups, grown-ups with children, busy with children and things that they do. There are a lot of things, a lot of mommies, and a lot of daddies and a lot of parents can do. The more we get to... A poem by Jeffrey Moss. Nobody's eyes are quite the same as your eyes. Some eyes are brown and some are big and blue. But your eyes are special just because they're your eyes. And you are special just because you're you. Nobody's voice sounds quite the same as your voice. Singing or laughing or calling out my name, your voice is special just because it's your voice. Nobody's voice sounds quite the same. You're somebody special. There's nobody like you. You won't find another if you travel far and wide. You've got your own special feelings, your own special secrets, your own special happiness deep inside. And nobody's smile is quite the same as your smile. Nobody can smile just the way you do. Your smile is special just because it's your smile. And you are special just because you're you. 
you're the one and the only extraordinary, very special you. Your own special happiness deep inside. And nobody's smile is quite the same as your smile. Nobody can smile just the way you do. Your smile is special just because it's your smile. And you are special just because you're you. You're the one and the only extraordinary, very special you. Time. 
Softness shows. 
Black plastic. Pam, I thought you were coming in. This is for you. Give you was a reputation. 
Love. 